Uh, NFC Conference Championship weekend was awesome. So that's all I'm going to say. It was pretty freaking cool. This is our sound check, right? That's the mic. Yeah, this is our hey, sound check. Okay, yeah. I just, okay. I needed, I needed to put that out there. Football this year is probably the most amazing year. If you're not, a, if you're watching football right? for the first time and you're not a fan of it yet, I have no idea. You're just not a sports fan. Yeah, we got nothing for you. We got nothing for you. All right. Sound check. Done. Welcome to another edition of the Arena Podcast. My name is Gabe, and I am joined by my other half, Walt. Say hello. Yo. Whoa, that's a deep yo. Yo. What is up with that yo? Yo. Whoa. (laughs) Well, we have just completed. At At one point, I was part of Boys to Men before they became men. Oh, 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 did they cut you before they actually hit a big? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had we have just completed the uh, championship weekend. The AFC NFC championship weekend was upon us. Amazing games once again, and we're gonna get into all of that stuff. The ramifications of the games, uh, the picks for our Super Bowl, um, and you know just how crazy this whole thing was. But before we do. Um, just a quick reminder to please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, it's the best way to help us uh, grow this podcast uh, so we can keep bringing you awesome content on a week-by-week basis. Uh, aside from that, if you have any kind of, uh, we are obviously recording remotely and still under the auspices of a uh, pandemic. So if you hear any sound artifacts or any kind of quality issues, you can blame Walt because he is has uh, contracted uh, COVID and he is going to be recording while under duress <laughs> just because he's trying to bring to you the content that we know you love and need after such an amazing weekend. There you go. So you go. how are you feeling otherwise? I mean, I know that you said that you're starting to feel a little bit yucky now, yeah. but I, I, it's, it started out. So my wife contracted it first. She got it from, uh, She's a, a teacher, and so she got it from school, brought it into the house. Grubby and kids. Then, yeah, exactly. Um, and so she she brought it in, and then um, we were good for like the first almost the entire week. But then yesterday, I had a, a, a little runny nose, and so I decided to check myself, and guess what? I, I've been COVIDized. So yeah, yeah. I, got I mean, the, it sucks. I got the Rona. As they say, right? So, um, all right. Well, I'm I'm glad that you're feeling okay up until now, even though it sounds like you might be getting a little bit worse. And hopefully, uh, the whole household can uh, you know get through this with minimal issues. Yes. On to the so. games, though. What a freaking day! What I want to say weekend, uh, but obviously we just had the two games today. But man, it just. This, you know, I I personally thought in the last uh, episode, you know, I had predicted this weekend to be a dud. Um, and it kind of started out a little bit looking like it was going to be like that with the first game in the uh, in the AFC, the uh, Bengals versus uh, the uh, Chiefs. And that game started out kind of looking like, oh, this is going to be another blowout dud. Whoa. 
was I wrong? The drama is insane with this with this postseason. What did you think of the game? First of all, well, I thought it was I thought it was uh, interesting because you know the Chiefs went up twenty one three early, um, and they looked like they were going to be unstoppable. And you know th- this had all the earmarks of a of a route and stuff. Yeah, but then yeah. Um, but then you know. Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, you know, keeping his cool. I think you know what? I think a lot of it had to do with them being um, a little nervous. I mean, conference okay. championship and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But they settled down in the second half, came back, and really, it, it almost felt like the um, the Bengals made all the adjustments and the Chiefs didn't. I, I think it's something yeah. a little bit outside of that. I didn't think that, like, they were nervous. They, they didn't play nervous. I, you know, they weren't making mistakes, really, in the first half. They just were getting outplayed. Uh, but, yeah, Joe They weren't Kool, making plays, though. They weren't making plays. Yeah. They weren't making plays, but that's because... Second half, that's everything because they did that, was golden. Yeah, well, that's because KC was doing their job in the first half. And I think it's more... It's less of a... I This is, again, an opinion, but... To me, it's less of a uh, Burrow and company were nervous and, and and whatnot. It's less of that and more of KC took them for granted. They were so jovial and kind of like, you know, oh, man, like we're scoring on these guys like nothing. You know, like I think they just kind of let their guard down and came out into the second half thinking that they were just going to breeze by and blow them out. Yeah, I think that they were feeling true. themselves way too much from last week and did not expect there to be, you know, I think in their mind, they probably looked at the Bills as like, this is the stiffest competition. Everything else is easy from here on out. Yeah, if, um, that's, the, if that's true, then I'm very, very disappointed in KC because um, it's, this is, it's not like this is the first time that they're facing the Bengals this season. They did face them earlier, mm-hmm. and the Bengals did beat them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if you're saying that they they went in overconfident and thought that this was going to be easy and once the route was on, you know, they didn't think that they would come back because the game played out exactly as the same way that they they you know, they had their matchup. I think it was in week 17 or something. Yeah, like it was that. week 17, yeah. Yeah, it was almost exactly the same way. The you know, the Bengals went down early. And then they came back and won the game. And so, you know, if if you're saying that the Chiefs thought that they had it, you know, you know, burn in hand, then you know what? That's super disappointing because we've seen this before. Well, the and, reason and I they've say seen that, it before, the, and the, it was recently. Yeah, you know? the the reason I say that, and this is going to go into my key play of the game or key moment, key moment of the game was the end of the first half. Uh, the Chiefs have the ball, you know, at the very end of the first half. And they, you know, on their final play, they had the perfect position to, you know, just score the easy three. And no, uh, you know, Mahomes feeling himself. He said, he said, I want the ball. I want the play. I want the TD. And instead, he he throws a pass um, to uh, Tariq Hill. Doesn't, you know, get the first down. Doesn't get the, you know, doesn't get anything. Um, and you know, you know, Tariq Hill, he's like, oh man, I dropped, like, didn't get it, didn't get the touchdown, but they're, you know, leaving the field laughing and playful and stuff like that. The moment that I saw that, just the decision to not pad 
just the decision to not pad their score uh, going into the locker rooms, to me, that was a, a, a an overconfident mistake. That's saying they're like, oh, we don't need these extra points. It's okay. We can gamble and not take these points because they're not going to catch up. And it was right. at that moment that I think I might have even messaged it to you, uh, you know, um, saying that I feel like that was a little bit of a bad move. And to me, that was the turning point of the game because had they scored that uh, field goal instead, they would not have gone to overtime. They would have won the game. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. If they tie the game, if they had the the extra three, I mean, of course, we don't know, like, how the Bengals would have responded, um, you know, coming out of the half with, uh, you know, on, you know, with with that score and stuff like that. But uh, they were still they were still back eight. What was it? Eight down 18 points. They were down 18 being down 18 or being down 21. I don't think would have made much of a difference in how the Bengals would have responded. So if nothing changes. That would have been the they the Chiefs would be in the Super Bowl. I w- I would say you know what I I kind of agree and I kind of disagree at the same time because okay. you you look at what the Chiefs were doing at that time they had three possessions they had three touchdowns right and so every everything seemed very simple so you know you can make the case that they were they were saying you know what let's not let up on this you know we we're we're rolling through right now you know let's score the touchdown and really kind of play really apply the pressure on the neck of the Bengals at that point because if they had scored it would have been 28-3 that would have been really really difficult for them to overcome and so you know 24 to 3 I can see that I can see that point apples and oranges and stuff but you know what it's just the demoralizing point that we've scored a touchdown on every possession and we're getting the ball in the on to start the second half. So, you know, um, you're right. It is a turning point in the sense that when the Bengals stopped them, right, mm-hmm. it kind of gave them a little bit of momentum to say, you know what? Right. We were able to stop them at this point. We're going into halftime. We're not as bad as it could have been, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, I do, like I said, I do agree on the point that that was a turning point of the game because, yep. you know yep. what? If the Chiefs had scored, chances are they probably don't come back. You know, right? Yeah, I mean that, that, so. that's just the way that I look at it. You know, the reason I look at it as an overconfidence thing is because I agree with you on going for the TD. I agree with you, like putting the pressure. You, you know, they, yeah. they they've got the downs, they got the the space to go. The reason I felt like it was an overconfident move, um, like an arrogant move, actually, is because they don't have the time. And they know that, like, if they don't get the touchdown, they're going to run out the clock. If you don't have the time to go for the TD, then I think you score the easy three, the guaranteed three. Yeah. You know, you I just guess. don't have the time. If they had, if they had, you know, 30 seconds on the clock where they can possibly, all right, we're going to go for the touchdown. If it doesn't work, you know, we'll, 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 we'll kick or something, you know, mm-hmm. we'll call a timeout. I think they still had timeouts. We'll call a timeout and kick, you know. But they didn't have the time even to call the timeout. He tried to call a timeout at the end, and it was too mm-hmm. late. And that's why I looked at it as an overconfident move, an arrogant yeah. move to me. What was what was the um, if 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 that wasn't the key moment for you? What was a key moment for you in that game? Well, it has to be the overtime play. You know that that to me, yeah, was, was that's really true. Thing, that's you know? true, that, man. That, oh my god, that interception was just killer right there. You know, by uh, for sure. Patrick Mahomes, and it's funny because you and I, we were we were gigging at the end of the the, the ball game, and we're like, okay, 
whoever is going to get the the coin the coin toss yeah. is going to win, right? <laughs> nine times out of ten, and, nine yeah. times out of ten, and it's funny and, because at the ver- at very beginning of the game, uh, I wasn't home yet. I was uh, driving around and I was listening to the game on the fan. Um, okay. And uh, when they did the coin toss <laughs> and Casey won the toss. I forgot who were the announcers that do the uh, radio broadcast, but they were like, oh, surprise, surprise, Kansas City with another coin toss win. You know, <laughs> And this is at the beginning of the game. So then when they win the coin toss in the overtime, I was like, what the heck? I mean, this is this is this feels a little bit too impossible. What's the probability of playing a game where it comes down to the overtime coin toss as it did last week? And then the following week, the game pretty much ends exactly the same. It comes down to a field goal tie and then you get the coin toss and you win the coin toss. I mean, I would, I, I would want to know what the odds were on that bet right there. What are the 50, odds 50? of uh, no 50, 50 <laughs> of winning the coin toss, but 50, 50 on winning <laughs> no, the coin know, toss after that's crazy. Well, what, what did you say? Weighted coin, right? Yeah. I, I was like, the fix <laughs> is in the fix is in for sure. Yeah. They cannot win this many coin tosses in a row. Uh, but well, you know what? Maybe karma. it was uh, karma. Exactly. Yeah, maybe karma, it was karma. Karma from not allowing um, Buffalo that that chance last week, and they were like, "Okay, you got you got you you got to live the golden life this week." Now, you know, but last week, now this week, we're gonna change it up on you. You know, you know, um, and then you know what? This actually kind of, in a way. So if you if you remember our our messaging back and forth. I was saying that, like, you know what, like last week I I uh, I I was against all the calling for a rule change in, in, in some respects. There are some I do believe that there should be a change that guarantees a possession for the uh, um, for the the losing team on the coin toss. But my right. original logic was. If you win the coin toss, that just means that your offensive team gets to play against my defensive team. You know, if mm-hmm. I lose the coin toss, it's not <clears throat> like I don't have a chance to to stop you. I have my chances to stop you. And basically, it's it's, it's still kind of like a 50 50 thing. Um, and today it kind of it kind of uh, validates that because the defense is what won that game for them. Really? Yeah, it's true. That interception, that interception gave him the opportunity to put the game into a into a any score win situation. Well, that's a it's a, it was a really weird interception if you if you look at it because um I'm actually watching the replay now. And so Mahomes is on his own 20 and he he throws, you know, a deep a deep out to this receiver who's, you know, you've got the single high safety and then coverage underneath. And so the safe, it was actually pretty decent coverage. Mahomes dropped it right in between the two defenders, but then it bounced it off bounced. of his receiver right into the hands. Into his, not of into the his trailing. laps. Into his yeah. lap. He didn't even realize that he caught the ball. Right. It, I think it, that, like, the way that I looked at it, the reaction the was, the, yeah, the, you know? the reaction to me, the way that I felt like the way his body language was, the ball fell into his lap. He just instinctively grabbed it and hugged it. And he paused for a moment. He's like, oh, crap, I got the ball. Exactly. And then he turned around and started running. But I think, like, for a moment, he truly didn't realize that he had the ball in his hand. Yeah, I know. That was a – hey. if, if it had to end. If karma had to give him the rep- retribution and end on a uh, on an interception like that in overtime, it couldn't have like been a weird interception. 
Yeah, I know. It really wasn't because you On know what? It was, it, was a, it was a good throw. It was a good yeah, throw. He was. dropped it, it right in between yeah. the two, mm-hmm. you know. But um, hey, you know, it is what it is. So I and and the thing about it is that Patrick Mahomes never throws interceptions, especially in conference championships, you know. And so here's an This is a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It really wasn't. But it is fault. a numbers game. It is a numbers yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. That's what the analytics will always tell you. It's always a numbers game. Just because Eventually he hasn't thrown stuff an interception, happens. it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. And when it happens, everyone will say, oh, man, he never throws an interception. Yeah, but he's not perfect. And the numbers say, even if there's a 1% chance, that 1% will come about. If so now a- he's got three losses in the conference championship. Oof. Two to Brady, one to Joe Cool. You know? Can we oh, talk man. about Joe Burrow? Dude, that guy, that guy, you know, it's funny because I was telling you that uh, it's this is this 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 year, this season is going to go down as such a pivotal historic season because it's the end of an era with uh, with Brady. Um, And of course, you got Aaron Rodgers, his era with uh, the Packers is coming to an end and all that. Hey, did, um, did Brady not, officially retire yet, or is no, it no, no, still no, still not, still not announced. I mean, oh all God. sources, all sources point to to the retirement actually happening, right. um, but it hasn't been officially announced. <clears throat> it's possible, didn't you say? Isn't there something with his salary and all that stuff that he needs to retire at a certain point? Right. So to... the the way that I read it, um, and you know. People can can fact check me on this because you know I'm a little woozy today. But um, if if I remember correctly, June first is that that threshold day, mm. and so if he retires any time before that, it's a thirty two million dollar cap hit against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and so that's thirty two million dollars of dead money in a year where they have probably like twenty to twenty five free agents, and mm-hmm. some of them are really really good mm-hmm. players. So you know, the fact that Brady's retiring, first of all, makes it hard for them to sign those free agents. The fact that if he does retire by that time, um, now you have $32 million less in the cap. That makes it even more difficult for the Bucks to sign players. So, but let me ask you, know. you, you don't think that it's possible to just like say, I have intentions of retiring after June 1st. And then that be the uh, announcement or like does the moment that he says that, hey, I'm going to retire, that that automatically officially nullifies everything. Like, I think that like, I mean, like, I, I got to be that honest, sounds crazy I really don't to know. Me. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. I really don't know. I, I would assume and this is just, you know, me being, you know, in, in the business field and stuff that nothing becomes official until those contracts or whatever forms that yeah. need to be filled out are filled out. So right, right. You know, he can he can probably say, you know what, I'm retired, but then it doesn't become official. Yeah, it doesn't until become official until you sign those... the paperwork. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's it's weird because this kind of feels almost like a Tony Gonzalez situation because Tony Gonzalez retired right after the Super Bowl, where he lost by I believe it was like a three foot margin. It was that mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Yeah. And you know, a couple of months later he sat down and he thought about it. And he was like can I unretire? <laughs> you know? And so I, I think Brady actually is doing the right thing and not doing anything because right now everything's kind of fresh. And yeah, so if he yeah. takes a step back and starts to really look at his situation, he might come to the same conclusion and say, you know what? 
I'm leaving. I'm done. My my wife wants me home. My kids want me home and stuff like that. But there's also the chance that he might rally the troops and say, let's go and do this. Let's go for one more rodeo and let's see if we can get this done. You know, because the, they're still a very, very good team that know, was ravaged is, by injuries, injuries yeah, this year. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is that um, what leads me to believe that the retirement's actually happening is that you're probably right. With 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 media the way that it is, you know something like, you know Sports Center, ESPN, uh, you know CNN, these major major outlets, they're never they're never in the business of of doing a retraction. The retraction is the absolute worst thing that you can do as a media outlet, and mm-hmm. with the profile, the high profile, you know ness of ESPN, for lack of a better word, I guess, right. um, I don't think that their sources would steer them wrong. I think that like they they probably have it on good sources, even though it's not official that he's mm-hmm. retiring. And that is why we're seeing all the retirement packages and media stuff and all that stuff that's going on, like the highlight videos. I just feel like if if it really was up in the air, they would make a note of it, they would report it, but they wouldn't be investing so much time and energy in 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 thanking him and making the highlight reels and all that stuff. So let me let me ask you this question, because, you know, especially lately with the way media is being portrayed by certain parties and certain people, you know, in, in different arenas mm-hmm, and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, there there is always the rush to get the story out first. And, you know, that's that's why we have right. such things as clickbait. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um now, and normally I would agree with you because, you know, companies like ESPN, they're not going to put their reputation on the line by right. putting out these things without sourcing out and making sure that the facts are correct. But I find it kind of odd that especially Brady's father has really, really put it out there. I mean, but that's know, what I'm saying. It might be a legal thing. It might be a whole legal thing like, hey, hey, it's, it's not we don't want to say that we're retired until they figure out what the actual legal ramifications of it are with the contracts and stuff like that. It could just or be it could that, be a, you know? a favor to the Bucks and saying, you know yeah. what, listen, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't put like, it out there yeah. because there are potential guys that may want to come here. But I, I just I find it interesting yeah. because you could have taken another route and just said, you know, we're not going to comment on it at this point, at this moment in time. Instead of yeah. making the case to say that, you know what, what you heard isn't really what you what yeah, you think it I is, mean, you know. Yeah. So that's the only thing that makes this particular situation weird. I mean, the, re- the the reason that it's 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 out there is because obviously someone close to Brady that knows the situation has has reported on it to a very very strong source in adam schefter and i forget who the other uh reporter is that that has his source as well so two source confirmation um this was kind it of, ian rapaport i think it is was, was it, it? Or... i think it was actually but Maybe, anyway I, they, I don't know. you know they they're, they they as reporters will pay to get a story and they're not going to pay unless it's it's a credible source True. And unfortunately, this happens in the celeb world, in the Hollywood world, which, you know, when you're a high profile guy like Tom Brady, you're not just a football player. You're in the celebrity world. I mean, married to Giselle Bunchen. I mean, come on. Um, you know, you unfortunately will have people around you that will take a payment just to let you know, like, yeah, like yeah. just a one liner. Yeah, he's retiring. That's it. You know, um, yeah. 
But uh, anyway, going back to the actual yeah. divisional championship, not the yeah the, just the, the, the detour, right? yeah the conference championships. Um, this puts this puts uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy G. That's what we're gonna talk about next. Sorry, Joe Burrow. Yeah. It's gonna put Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. What an amazing run to the Super Bowl in his in his one point five year. It's a second yeah. year, but he only played what four games? I forgot how many games he played last season. Uh, he played, I think he played Six? half a season before he wrecked his knee. Yeah. You know? So first so. season wrecks his knee, comes back, and he has a season like this where uh they made it to the they made it to the playoffs. Well, you know, congratulations. That's good for them. You know, they've done so great that they got to the playoffs. That's amazing. We'll see you next year. Oh, wait, they 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 won the first round. They won the wild card. Oh, the, the divisional plays. Oh, you know what? Amazing. You did amazing that you got to the divisional to the divisional games. Great job. We'll see you next year. Yeah. Uh, and then they make it to the championships. Like, well, this is unheard of. Never, ever thought that this would happen with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I mean, it's been 30 plus years since they've even been there. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Amazing job. Especially you're going up against the Mahomes. The Mahomes. Mahome, and I want to say the Mahomes because everyone in the stadium is a Mahomes. <laughs> you know, you're going up against Mahomes in Arrowhead. Good luck. We'll see you next year. And no, they go in there, they do their job, and now they're going to the Super Bowl to face yeah. the Rams in the Rams' home court. Can you believe that this is even possible for Joe Burrow? Yeah, well, I, I can because, you know what, he he has some weapons on offense, and, and his, he's got a pretty good defense there. And, and you can see that, especially in the second half when they shut down you know the KC offense, so there was always a shot for these guys. It yeah, wasn't, I guess so. I was completely as, wrong. I yeah, was wrong. it wasn't as clear cut with with these guys because these guys can light it up, and they also play defense, and There's not, they can I, run the ball too, which yeah. is which you is know, important. You know what's you know? crazy? I don't think that there was a single, you know, professional analyst that gave the Bengals a shot. I think there was when, one. There was one. Oh gosh, I can't remember. I was watching it His yesterday. Name Walter Melgar? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because remember, I actually yeah, I did pick yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah, I did, you pick, did pick the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. It's hard not to. It's hard I not know. to. I, you know what? I'm I'm kind of kicking my head in, you know, in in some respect because I should have made the some of the picks that I would have wanted to, but I kind of chickened out. <laughs> but you know what? Quite honestly, though, to to be honest, I did pick those picks. And it, it did make sense. I mean, the Chiefs are a, an amazing team. There was no doubt about it. And the run that they were on, why would you yeah. pick against them? Yeah, but I did true. see one guy. I did see one guy on NFL Network. I can't remember who it was. Interesting. Um, but he did pick, pick uh, the Bengals. Um, so there was a couple of people out there. Kudos to them. Um, but it was a fantastic game yeah, either way. It really, really was. Foul, it was shocking. It was a shocking. very shocking game. And I think the yes. shocking nature of it is what I think took a little bit of steam out of the following game, which is the NFC championship between the Rams and the 49ers. Oh, but that was that was it was game. such a great game. But I think that me personally, I was still reeling from what I just saw with the uh with the Chiefs and um and the Bengals. Um yeah. the you know, it wasn't a shootout the way that I mean, you know, that game wasn't a shootout either, but like, you know, I started off with the storyline of the Chiefs are up 23 
to 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 three no 20 20 21 to 21 to three and Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be a blowout and then all of a sudden you start seeing the 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 chiefs making the mistakes and then it goes to overtime like there was just so much so much drama in the first game that this second game it was more of a, a a a a it was a really good strong football game the kind of football game that you like um definitely but it was more of a like traditional game with not as much drama all the way up until the fourth quarter that mm-hmm. fourth quarter was packed with plenty of drama. It was, it was, and and again, yeah, my kind of game because I I really like those drag out defensive type battles, and and especially in the first half, it didn't it didn't disappoint. Um, and it, ironically enough, another comeback. Right, I can't believe this. This, Anno- this is another this is comeback unbelievable. because they were down. What were they down? They, they were, were down, down ten points. Yeah, they were down they were down ten, 10 points, points right? to come up on top twenty to seventeen, right? Yeah. So, um, and if I'm not mistaken, like the uh, the biggest deficit that a team has um, has overcome to win a conference championship was a nine point lead. So they now have the record for the biggest deficit to come back in the fourth quarter. It's it's right. it's a deficit in the fourth quarter. Biggest deficit to come back and win the 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 championship. And but those guys were banging though. I they mean, were, they 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 were going and, in, they were and, going in, you know, Aaron Donald has no love for the San Francisco 49ers. Right. Do you and have a background funny. on that? Do you I mean, know why that is? I, but he, cause he, cause he really got them fired he, up. He got that yeah, defense well, fired up in the, uh, in the second half. He just does not like the, the 49ers. I mean, he's, he was like, I am not losing to them, you know? Um, it was, a, I, you know, and, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and use that as my key moment of the game. The moment in the game when Donald decided to call the entire team over and tell them that we cannot lose this game. He was saying that I I want to go to the Super Bowl. I want to face the Bengals. That's where I want to be. I need you guys to take me there. That's what I the, want. The only okay? thing I'm lacking is a championship. Those That's the only thing words. that he that, that he doesn't. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Right. And and the fact that he took a moment to do that in the middle of the game, not in the locker room, not anywhere else. He's like, no, I need to show leadership right now. And at that moment is when I think like they really got fired up. They started to like make the hits. They started to make the stops. Um, and, and even then it was still like, that was pretty early on in the second half. And it was still a bit of a shootout. It was still like both sides were, were hitting plays and both sides were making big, big mistakes. Um, what to you was the the, the, the key moment for you? Well, it was a bunch of key moments because it was those last two drives by the 49ers. Yeah. Those, oh, those, man, last, two those last two drives. drives. You know, that, that's something. That's that's a news. That's a that's story in its own, man. That's a yeah, story that, in its own. That was super disappointing to see that how well they were, play, they were playing up until that point. And then to see the dysfunction in those last two drives. Yeah, yeah. That, that for me was really more the key of the game more than anything else because you know what? Quite honestly, they had the opportunity to win that game. There was there was no excuses. All they had to do was execute, and they were they were exactly the antithesis. 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 Antith or antith. Antithesis. I don't. I didn't. I didn't realize right? I was doing a podcast with Tyson. 
There you go. It's COVID, dude. It's please COVID. don't punch me. Please you don't. Know? Please don't hunt me down, Mike Tyson. I love you. I've been watching you since I was a kid. But they were the, okay. So let me let me put it easier. They were the exact opposite of the Bengals um, from the, the game. Yeah, before. they they the, you know the honestly Bengals were making plays and here Forty Niners are the definition not, you know, of choke. This is I, the definition of choke. No, it really I is. The la- I wouldn't go come on. That the very, far, the very you know? last two drives, you completely do a one eighty on how you've been playing the entire game, and then in your final drive, the most important drive, you 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 cause a terrible interception. It's not even like he threw the ball; he's being dragged to the ground. He just flicks it backwards blindly, okay, and then it gets intercepted. You know, it, it's funny you say that because now, now that I'm thinking about it, you can interchange in you, the uniforms with the ending of these games, and it, it's kind of the same result because even in the KC um, Cincinnati game, one of the things that was driving me nuts was um, Patrick Mahomes with his scrambles, but yeah. going backwards. You know, like like th- those are the things that were driving me nuts with those final drives that he had mm-hmm. because you know what. You're, the goal, I think, in these games is to move forward, but he's dropping back 20, well, 30 yards and stuff like that. Right, but you know what? That's, that's actually that's, 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 that's his game. That's I his know game, that's his and game. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this actually last week. The reason that he does that and the reason that's his game is because it actually distracts the opponent. He he drops back. He's, he's, he's dropping back 10, 15, 20 yards. He's scrambling left and right. What that does is is he's making his opponents chase him, but it gives his his uh, receivers time to get free, right. and at the same time, it gives the receivers the uh, not not the receivers, but like the safeties and the, and, and and the backfield kind of that air of like oh he's about to get sacked. They kind of relieve a little bit of pressure, a little bit of coverage. They don't cover as strongly, and the next thing you know, Mahomes just zips it. And it's well, like, the, whoa, like how the hell is he so open? And I think yeah. that I think that the, the Bengals just they were they were um disciplined in mm-hmm. not letting up. They were disciplined, like, I don't care how much he's running, I'm covering, I'm covering the entire time. This yeah. this man will not get open no matter how long I have to cover him. And, and that's the value of a pass rush because you 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 don't need to sack the quarterback for the pass rush to be effective. Because exactly, you know what? yeah. The the pass rush is built there because you know what? It's very difficult to cover a an NFL wide receiver for more than three or four seconds. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so yeah. you know, the pass rush is is a even if you don't get to the quarterback, the fact that you're pressuring him into making earlier decisions that's what impacts a game, right? But with a mobile quarterback like Mahomes, to your point, he extends plays, which then makes it even more difficult for the defense to kind yeah. of cover these yeah. guys. And so that's why sometimes you see these guys wide open because you know what? You can't you can't ask a cornerback to do, especially with the rules the way that are set up right now, where you mm-hmm. can't touch anybody, you know. But um, going back to the San Francisco game, yeah, those two last drives were just horrendous you know i mean 
you I would have thought that they would have come up with something better, especially the way that they were playing, and everything just went out the door with those last two drives. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's so. you know I feel bad for the 49ers who played so well, so disciplined in this game. You called them the team of destiny. You know, yeah. this season, the whole they had that look, man, and they did, and and it's uh it was Garoppolo's uh it's you know in all likelihood Garoppolo's last uh season as a Niner. Most likely right. going to be in a different jersey next season, um, which is a travesty, to be honest. Considering but. considering that he was, you know, a a backup quarterback to starting quarterback, like where is he really going to be playing? I don't know if he's going to. I I, I feel like I feel like he's a good enough quarterback to be a starter, but just skimming the surface. You know, I do feel like he's still a backup quarterback personally because he doesn't have oh, no. I, I I personally I don't I, think I don't, I don't think, think so. that I don't think that he has the punch. I don't think that he has that 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 I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I yeah, I, I don't maybe I wouldn't call him a backup, but like I definitely don't think that he's an elite but quarterback. But he's a guy he's a guy can that can get you to a Super Bowl. He's definitely yeah. one of those guys. He may not be the reason. But yeah. he's definitely a guy that he's can a get good facilitator. He's definitely a great facilitator. But that last right, play, exactly. man, like I don't know what he was thinking. Why not just take the sack and 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 start over? Because when you have little time left, you have no time left, and it's the end of the game. You have to protect the ball. That was a third down play, right? Oh, uh, was it? Play. I think yeah. no. I, I mean, I think was it third down? Might have been second. I think down. it was, was a, third. I thought it was a third down play. I thought it was second down. Um, if you look that up, but like, I, I thought it was second down regardless, protect the ball because you don't have a chance. If you lose the ball, you have zero chances. You're, 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 you're within the two minute mark. I believe it was just over a minute, um, left in the game. You don't have the, 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 I guess the benefit of the doubt to, to, to drop the ball. Literally, that's what happened. I mean, when that happened, I honestly could not believe that that happened, and I was just, I was flabbergasted. I I wanted the Rams to to win. I, I I'm you know I was rooting for the Rams. Although in general, actually, I was rooting for just a good game, and we got two. Uh, yeah. But uh, man, that was that's. I feel bad for Garoppolo because that's out of all his achievements, everything that he's done to get here to the championship, he will be known for that last play. He will. He will. But you know what? I think he. I think he'll land on his feet. Um, I. I happen to think that he's. He's probably a better player than you think, um, and stuff. But you know, the thing know. is that, like, I think that, like, his, his tools and 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 the defense that the, that that the Forty Nineers played, the running game that they played, made him look better. I don't know that he's going to land on another team that's going to have the synergy that the 49ers had because the 49ers had good synergy. The 49ers between their special teams, defense and offense, they had good synergy and it just kind of makes, you know, like Garoppolo being who he is, a facilitator doing, you know, um, the right things at the right time. You know, he does look good. Right. Um, The play was with a minute nine left. Mm -hmm. It was a third and 13 Mm -hmm. on the San Francisco 22 yard line. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think, like third and thirteen, and you drop him back another ten. Uh, it, it would, it made no sense to do that, like quick little flick. You know, I, I don't. Who was the intended receiver there? Do you know? Uh, the intended receiver was uh, Hasty. 
So you yeah. flick it to Hasty, and then he gets tackled right there on the spot anyway. It was a little okay. hasty. I think so, it was uh, just not. <laughs> oh, God. A hasty pass. A hasty um, pass to Hasty. I think yeah. you go down with the ball, and then you hail marry it. Well, they, just, no, they had, they had, they still had enough time because you know what you you go fourth and fourth and thirteen, fourth and thirteen, you know, you're gonna have to hail marry it. No, because you still have a minute, a minute left, so you go sideline. You know what I'm saying? And, ah, um, man, thirteen yards sideline. They please, they're gonna blitz the crap out of them. Yeah, but you know what? You you go underneath and and you try and you try and make up the yards there because you know what they are going to get and jump into that prevent defense and they're going to be sitting on you know the the first down marker. So you, what you do is you, you throw a, a short pass toward the sideline with the hopes that, you know, you can make up the extra yards with the, the yard Maybe. after, after catch. You well, know what I'm so they did have a chance, but it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter now what, because we have the our thing teams. was intercepted. We exactly. have our Super Bowl teams and that is the, uh, the Rams, the LA Rams versus the Cincinnati uh, Bengals in LA. It's not a bad matchup. It's not a bad matchup. It's, you, we're probably going to see some points scored um, because both teams are capable. Uh, I have my picks ready. Do you? Wow, yeah. that was quick. Okay. And you know who, what? Who I, ha- I, I had my pick before. I had my, <laughs> you know, honestly, and I, I'm so afraid of saying this pick, uh, but I have Joe Burrow. I have Joe okay. Burrow winning a winning a chip because I think that he is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford is great, but I think that like I saw a lot of dysfunction today. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of oh, speaking he was of dysfunction, better, actually better defense. Wait, wait, so. speaking of dysfunction, going back to Kansas City, there was a moment that I forgot who was uh, who who was um, there was a bit of an argument on the sidelines. Sort of like an Antonio Brown situation. One of the receivers, I forgot who it was, but they were saying, I'm not getting enough touches. I'm not getting enough looks past the ball. I mean, really? I'm getting open. And there was like a bit of a, I don't want to call it an argument, but there was definitely a, a heated discussion between a couple of receivers and the coaches. Hey, those those things do happen. And that, on, happen, uh, that happened the in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that yeah. there was frustration and dysfunction happening where, you know, the Chiefs ended up just breaking down. But anyway, well, going to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't call yeah. it dysfunction because those type of things happen all the time in the sideline. I remember one time in high school we were playing against, um, was it Malloy, I think? No, we were playing Midwood. And um, I got pissed off at one of my players, and I grabbed him on the sideline by the helmet, you know, by the by yeah. the face mask, and I, you know, I just laid into him at that point. You know what I'm saying? So these things happen more often yeah, I guess than, so. than you would think. You know what I'm saying? It's just you know you make sure that at, at the end of the day, you know, you guys you guys are good, but stuff like that happens all the yeah. time. You know. So I have uh, the Bengals winning. Because I, again, going back to that, I think that he's a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. And I feel like he has a better connection with his team than Matthew Stafford has with the Rams there. I feel like I feel like Rams defense is good. I think Rams defense is solid. I don't think that the offense is super solid. I think that Matthew Stafford makes the Rams look better than they are on offense. I, I would agree with that. I think I think if you look at the type of weapons that Cincinnati has, you know they ha- they have Jamar Chase, 
Um, you got this guy that came out of nowhere to, well, not out of nowhere, but, um, the receiver Wiggins who yeah. caught, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think he caught 10 balls for 103. Was it something like I that? I didn't pay attention to the stats. Um, and, and then of course you got Joe Mixon, who is a very good running back. I think if you look at in that case, um, they do have a better offense. Uh, the defense, I'll probably give it more to the Rams just because of that front four that they have, mm-hmm. that front seven that they have, yeah. you know, Jalen Ramsey in the, in the back, in the, in the, in the secondary and stuff like that. So I, I would give the defense a nod toward the Rams. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, but, but here's the, the, the crazy thing about today's game, you know, Burrow got sacked nine times last week, still mm-hmm. won the game. This week, he made some sort of adjustment mentally where he's like, I don't care how hard you try. I'm not getting sacked. He saved his ass three or more times from getting sacked and then converted on plays. I was so impressed by 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 his ability to get free, stay mobile, stay cool under pressure, mm-hmm. and then turn out big plays from there. Um, See, I, I think that's where I, I'm, I'm going to differ with you in terms of who's going to win the game mm. just because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Burrow, for the most part in these playoffs, has been running for his life. That's you know true. And and you look at you look at the the front seven of this Rams team that has guys like Aaron Donald, that has guys like Von Miller and stuff like that. And I think that right there is gonna be the difference in the game because I, I believe that the Rams are gonna be able to pressure and get to Joe Burrow. Um and I, I think that may be the difference in the game. So I'm actually kind of picking the Rams. And it's also another that to me is also a sentimental pick because you know what i would like to see matt matthew stafford get a ring i think he's suffered enough being in detroit (laughs) you know what i'm saying and and you know it's funny they they went all in with him you know they 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 what what was the stat they they don't have a first round pick until 2024 2024 yeah they 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 went all in they gave him all the tools right Uh, i i would love to see obj get a chip too you know, yeah, um, that, I was that a big too. fan. I was a big fan of OBJ while he was here in the Giants. It was a, a shame how things ended and how he departed and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got real talent um, and it, it would be great for him, for the both of them to get a ring. Uh, but, man, this Cinderella story with Joe Burrow. No, I, I agree just, with you. It's a, you know, it's a I great think, story. I think that if it's if it's going to happen, the only way it's going to happen is if. If it is if uh, the O line doesn't protect Joe Burrow as good as they did today, because I think yeah. that they did a much better today. They made the adjustments throughout the week to to give Burrow enough time, and even though they were able to crack through um, and 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 touch Burrow, um, I think that it's just a combination of Burrow kind of digging deep and finding new grit. And the O line doing a better job of protecting him and ke- yeah. keeping him confident to to stay in the pocket a little bit longer. Uh, if anyone can break that down, I think it will be uh, the Rams defense. Yeah, because I mean, you look the Rams defense is is kind of similar to the Titans and stuff, where they can bring pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and with with that, he barely got past that. And you know, kudos to him for for really surviving the, yeah. the titans game yeah. and stuff 
KC, their defensive line doesn't really stack up to you know either the Titans or the Rams. So I, that's why I say I think it's it's going to be a difference maker. Yeah, in the Super I mean, Bowl. yeah, I mean, so you called I'm, it a, you called it a high scoring game. So yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rams on this one. I, wow, I like so we're not I on like, the same page after no, all. No, well, we can't, we can't. But I, I really do feel that you know Burrow is going to be back in this game. Oh, maybe sure. multiple for times. And, sure. And remember, it, it the AFC is crowded. I mean, I, I did send you that that yeah, message yeah. where you've got I listed how many quarterbacks? I think like ten of them. Uh, right? It was an insane amount. Like I do not so want to be in the AFC. So yeah, you you got Derek Carr, you got Lamar Jackson, who we didn't even talk about. Yeah, who's coming back? Uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, you got all these guys here. You've got. Tua Tagovailoa, who might or might not be a good quarterback. Yeah, we'll see um, what happens. Yeah, we'll see so what happens the, if like a, a, a coaching Murray. change will actually make a yes. difference. So th- there's, it's gonna, you know what? The AFC is stacked. It is. It is. I think football is gonna be in the AFC. I think the the Super Bowl might be, you know, in the AFC for a while though. So that's that's. I think I think that. Again, yeah, I think it's going to be a Bengals game. I can't give you a score. I think it might end up being another one of these tough uh, field goal decided games, you know. Uh, And I would, I would want nothing more. I would want nothing more for it to be a game that gets decided in the final two minutes once again. I mean, this is like this this has been such an amazing postseason. I, I, I don't want it to, to get away from what it's been. I think it's going to be a two-score game, to be honest. Just, just based okay. on, yeah. I, I think it may be, a, you know, a, a nine or a ten-point game. You know, um, I believe both teams are going to be able to score, but you know, at the end, I think it's going to be the Rams that that come out on top. Okay. You know? Well, so. we'll see. We'll see where we're at. Yeah, um, you know, real quick, I, I wanted to mention this stuff. Uh, I mean, you I, have you've to made talk our about picks. Giants coach, yeah, we right? got to talk about the Giants now. Here's the thing, right? So we we're talking about Jimmy, Jimmy G, and you're saying, hey, like we have like an option. You know, he he can go to the Giants, and I I don't want He's him there. here. You know, really? You know, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, I just finished saying how I don't think that he's that great of a quarterback. Yeah, I know. we take Garoppolo in uh, maybe as a as 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 a veteran second. I think. Yeah, uh, he won't to, come. Yeah, he won't come, right? He, yeah, he won't come. He's um, looking for a starting job. Yeah, he yeah for sure. A he he job, does deserve you know? a starting job. Uh, yep. I don't know where he's going to get that, though. Um, but I like uh, the combination of Shane and and, uh, and Dable coming mm-hmm. in. I think that like it was probably Joe Shane's plan all along and everything else uh, along the lines, all the other coaching uh interviews was just to do his due diligence but if he was going to take the job i think that he had already like the moment he took the job he probably called dable and was like hey you're coming with me yeah yeah of course said yes right um i like the idea of the two of them giving daniel jones one more year to evaluate the team okay truly evaluate the team see where they are see what they need to change what they need to fix where where they need to add where they need to subtract and then do all their changes next year Okay, because Dable doesn't know the team. Shane doesn't know the team. There's no reason for them to go out there. And and uh, as much as I wanted Wilson before all of this, I did really want Wilson because I didn't think that we were going to have like such a great combination. Uh, I think that Dable and Shane is going to be a, a 
awesome combination. I think that they're going to do it the right way. I do, I do like the idea of Shane being all in on analytics. Um, as much as I hate analytics in baseball and football, I think analytics is huge because football yeah. is numbers all over the field. It's it's how many you know receptions, how many uh, what you know. Per, completion percentage and you know yards yards per per play per you know drive and all that stuff it's it's huge analytics are huge in football i hate it in baseball because baseball is such a such a game of um of 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 it's a stare down game it's a game of feeling like when a pitcher if a if a pitcher is feeling it he can close the game but analytics say that he should only play five innings i hate when they take the pitcher out just because the paper says Oh, like the paper says that you start dwindling at this point. You don't know how the pitcher's feeling. The pitcher might be feeling it that day. The pitcher's body might be feeling it. He mm-hmm. he might be in the zone. He might be like perfectly all the way in. The same way that we can't tell if a pitcher's gonna bomb after two innings if he's having a terrible game. We don't know if he's gonna be able to pitch nine straight innings. You gotta leave that in the in, in the hands of the pitcher. And, and I think that's why managers are so important in baseball. Um, because, like you said, it's all about feeling, right? Yeah. But so the great managers feel that they they get those senses where it's like, you know what? I let this guy in for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but you know, you, you know, know you, you, you know what it is though. The, the the thing with that is that, like, yeah, managers were important in baseball. They're not anymore because their yeah. jobs their jobs hang on the line when they can't perform. And who's that guy that that changed everything? Uh, Billy Bean, I think it was. Billy Bean is the one that changed right. the, the the whole game mm-hmm. of analytics, and not just for baseball, for for everything because yeah. they're using analytics everywhere. Um, well, listen. Football has always been a game of analytics. That's why you spend days in the film room, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always looking at that stuff. You know, you're looking at tendencies. So, yeah. Um, Um, So I agree with you that having Joe Shane, an analytics guy, is gonna do nothing. Yeah. So, so, so I believe that they're gonna do this the right way by collecting data now, and then making their decisions next season. I think that's the right way to do it. It's also the safest way to do it with the fan base. It's like, hey, we're going to come in, see what you got. Okay, we might have a crappy season, but hey, we're coming in here and and working with what you're giving us already. Now we're going to make the suggestions versus coming in here, tearing down the house, telling us what you plan on doing. And then that not coming to fruition will just kind of, you know, it's like kind of uh, a, what is it? Um. Under delivering, what's what's the saying? It's uh, over promising and over promising and under delivering. Right? Mm-hmm. If you come in here and you just you just promise us that you're gonna give everyone a shot and and really see where we are, then there's nothing to over to to under deliver on, you know. Right. So I think even me, if we have another like four and uh, twelve season, um, or four and be okay four, with that four and thirteen season, uh, I think that like I'll probably be okay with it. Okay. Because if, like it, like if we if we get if we if we add tools, right? We get a new quarterback, we add, you know, new linemen and the whole nine and do all that stuff and we have the same, you know, production, then I'll be upset because it's like we added for nothing. But if you take well, what we got and you're just analyzing and you're learning about the team and you're trying to figure things out, I really don't think that we're going to have another four game win, four win season. There are um, different it, types of four and twelve seasons, right? Yeah, there, there are the four and twelve seasons like you had this year, where 
the team got progressively worse, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you could tell that they, they weren't all in. And then you have four and 12 seasons where you see progress being made. And it's just because, you know what, you, well, you're not there yet and you need more pieces. What right? was Joe saying every single week, Joe Judge? I was like, you don't see what we see. Oh, yeah. We're getting better well, every know, week. Every single mm-hmm. week we're getting better. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure he's seeing what he's seeing um, on the unemployment line right now. Yeah. So, well, look. Let I, me, again, let me, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a quick question, though. Mm. Are you are you slightly disappointed that um, Brian Flores and or Jim Harbaugh never really got a? Well, I'm not going to say never got a chance, but you know, wasn't really um, considered for the Giants' job because I know you were high on them, and I think everybody I was, at the I very was, beginning I, was like, "It's Brian Flores, it's Brian Flores." You yeah. were the one that was like, "I want John Jim Harbaugh," right? I want Jim Harbaugh because of the 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 level of coaching that he's at. Okay, like he he transcends. He's got credibility. Yeah, he's got credibility, but he transcends the majority of coaches out there that are already hired, let alone the coaches that were available. Okay. Right. Um, but I did, did I think that that was a real possibility? I don't think that I truly believe that was a possibility. Brian Flores, I really wanted because he's, it's the story of the, uh, the Brooklyn kid coming back to New York. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he grew up a Giants fan. He grew up here in Brooklyn. He knows the people here. So he knows how to, to, to connect with the fan base and, and, and do right by the fan base. Were you um, afraid of, of some of the red flags that Brian Flores had? No, because the Miami? red flag, the red flags that he had were just the same red flags that people out of New York have about New Yorkers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. it's just like the complaints they had about red Flores, uh, uh, Brian Flores was basically, was basically, Oh, he's too New York. How okay. am I going to get offended by that that's true, in that's any true. way whatsoever. Brian Flores in this market would not have crumbled the way that Joe, uh, that Joe Judge did. He would have been able to handle the media. He would have been able to handle the players. He would have been able to handle everything because I he's from New that. York. You yeah, know? I and I think that. That, that I think that ultimately that was Joe Judge's biggest uh, flaw was he's the one that crumbled in the New York market. You know, um, right. Are you concerned that um, you have a rookie... GM and a rookie head coach? <clears throat> no, because the uh, rookie GM came from a an organization that in the Bills that didn't have anything the easy way. They had to build everything up the hard way. They had to do things in a market that's not that easy to grow. Um, I, I felt that like if there's it's I feel like if you're 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 in the bills organization uh you're in the trenches you don't have like the star quarterback and the star running backs and you don't have like all the money in the world and you still make it work um Mm -hmm. and then dable you know being yeah he's a first time head coach but he he not only knows the system knows the gm and i think that the biggest issue that we've had and the biggest issue that a lot of teams have is is communication between the coaches and the GM. Right. Sure, the GM can come exactly. in and pick their coach, but how often do they get to pick a coach that they've been working with for the last five years? Yeah. Four or five no, years, it, or it however long they've been sense. together. It's going to be a seamless transition for them, and that's why I'm excited about them. That's why okay. it's like, you know, you guys got carte blanche. 
do whatever you need to do now. However you see it, I'm just going to trust everything that they say, because it's not a whole, you know, I'm the new GM. I'm going to pull you from this other organization. Let me talk to you about how you did things over there. And then I'm going to tell you how I did things over here and let's find the middle ground. No, they're coming in here like, hey, let's do what we did up there down here. Okay, fair enough. That, I mean, that's that sounds exactly the way it should be. Um, let's just but, see but it's they, rare they though. It's it. rare. Not they, they, like how many times do you get those combinations of like I'm going over here and I'm pulling my guy with me? Yeah, I know, I know. So, so you know, I would not be surprised if they add people from the Bills over the next few years, people that they've worked with before. So it's Bills South for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it might it might yeah. end up like creating a rivalry too. So. <laughs> You know, you just gotta find the Josh Allen for you for you guys. That's that's maybe it's Josh thing. Allen because jo- Josh Allen is the guy that kind of puts everything together. Maybe you know? it's Josh Allen. Yeah. Who knows? He's Who knows? never leaving Buffalo. <laughs> never leaving. Never Buffalo, say never. So. Um, all right, so we only have one more thing that we need to discuss. Is that the Randall report? It's the freaking Randall report. I, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched a lot of basketball. Oh, I haven't been watching week. any basketball. I'm not motivated yeah. to watch any basketball whatsoever. I do not want to see Knicks basketball, and that's huge because I love the Knicks. I love them even when they play sucky, when they're terrible, when they're down in the trash. I'm still. Yeah, I'm like right. Spike Lee. Like I'm a root for the. I'm a root for them. You know. Yeah, you um, root for the laundry. But the reason that I can't even watch basketball is because I can't stand to see Randall on the court, and the reason for that is not because of how he's playing, although it's atrocious. Some days he's good, some days he's terrible. He, he and I already said that he's going to get an automatic F if he's in the uh, single digits. And he had a game where he was in the single digits, maybe two games actually. I don't, I don't re- remember reading uh, the the full report this week. But he definitely had one game that he was in uh, the single digits. Um, he had a couple good games early in the week, you know, 18 and 24. Um, the turnovers are still crazy, but the thing that I hate the most is seeing how uninterested he is in playing the sport of basketball, how uninterested he is in being a part of the team. Okay. There's a team huddle. He's off to the side. He's looking away. Uh, a player is down. He, instead of running over to help him, looks at him, turns his back and walks to the bench, you know? And that that just goes to show that you do not care about being on this team. You do not care about being a leader. And I know you might be going through crap, you know, mentally and all that stuff. And and I get it. I absolutely get it. Uh, Do your job and be a team player. That's it. It doesn't matter how terrible if you can't shoot go out there and 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 help pick the guys up off the off the ground go out there and strip a ball go out there and rebound the hell out of every ball that you can if you can't make a single bucket you know if you're if you're if your shot is that bad right now find other ways to be a team player the way that thibs said about d rose is that yeah d rose isn't playing right now but he's being a team player in other ways he's watching footage he's being on the bench he's calling the guys he's doing every little thing that you can be to affect the team and Randall is not. So Randall is 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 I have, there is a there's a huge lack of leadership on the court and I think that the lack of Randall's ability to lead as well as Rose being on the court because I think that Rose's leadership skills are the biggest factor on 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 the court and on the bench. Yeah. I agree um, with you with that. I think that that is the biggest issue that we have right now. Yeah, the, Randall, the, the Randall leadership right vacuum now. is 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 crazy to me. It is because Randall right now has has the look of a guy that doesn't want to be there. That he's kind of going through the motions. He might have um, been told that they're going to trade him. 
I I wouldn't I well I don't know if they would have told him that, but I I think he's getting the sense that that's eventually yeah. the end game here because you know what, uh, you know ever since ever since he had that little incident with the fans, um, yeah, yeah. you know it, it, he's been he's been checked out of these things sort of, and, but I feel like he's been checked it, out before that. Yeah, I know, but it it just seems a little bit more blatant lately, and maybe it's because of the injuries that the Knicks have and stuff. Yeah, um, but the Knicks, because of it, they're they're really in uh, very shaky footing in, in making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they had this homestand, which was supposed to be the homestand that kind of makes them right, and they they lost every game except one, and now they're getting into the really difficult part of the schedule from here until I think the end of the season. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really difficult, you know. They they have to make major changes, and you know, you and I discussed this last week that Randall does need to be traded, but maybe now is not the time to do it because his value is at an all time low. It is, but you know um, what? Like, you can't like honestly like there's there's like you know I don't he's know he's bringing the team down. He's though, bringing right the team now. down. Really, I think really that is. I think that like you know. I think that it'd be better to. This is a situation where I think you cut your losses, trade him for garbage picks, trade him for whatever. You know what I mean? Like just part ways with him because he's doing you so much harm while but you're he's like if, untradeable at this point, especially he with might be, contract. he might be. But but supposedly there is there the, the rumors are that there is some interest out there for Randall. Really? Who's mm-hmm. who's interested? I don't know. But if you look at it this way too, they're only they're only they're only three and a half games back from making it to the, the top eight. Yeah, but how so, many teams are in front of them? That, I, think I that's there's the, there's only that's the thing. There's only three right? te- there's only three teams, well, four teams in front of them. And what I'm saying is that like this the, the, the overall the there's no one that's really running away with it except for the Bulls and the Heat. Um, but nobody's like running away from it. I mean, you know, even even the Nets are on sixth, are are in the sixth seed right now, um, or standing at number six. The Knicks are at twelve, but they're really not that far back. They can still turn the season around, um, and there's still plenty of time to turn it around. No, dude, um, they have two for. They have five other teams in front of them, you know, because you you got. Oh no no you're no, right no, you're no. right. They they, they, yeah, they got right. the Wizards, the Hawks, the Celtics, and the Raptors. They just need yes, to take yes, over the Raptors, yes. you yeah, know. Yeah, and that's right, only right. that's again that's only uh, three and a half games back. That's nothing, you know. But in you, the grand scheme think... of things, because we're not going to make our way up nine games to make it to the top, that's not possible. But what I'm saying is that right. the season is not a lost cause. I think that it's possible. It's just that Randall is playing like it is. It's make it makes us feel like we are a lost cause. Now the problem is that the upcoming schedule is going to probably set us back a few more games. Um, I also think the the teams in front of them are going to get better as as the thing. Especially yeah, so that's you, what I'm saying. You look at you look at teams like the Hawks and and Boston. They're they're better than what their records are. You know. And yeah, so yeah, that, but the thing is, but but I think that the Knicks are too. That's the thing. I think the Knicks are better than what the records show. So? Yeah, I think that the Knicks are better than what the records show. If 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 you literally just take Randall and you have him have double digit games, we we win. He just needs to be in the double digits. He just needs to care, you know. Or if he at least stops turning the ball over, uh, the ball over like seven, eight, nine, ten times a game. You stop having that because we're le- we're not losing games. Some games we get blown out, but most games we're losing them 
by by margins, by tiny margins, small mistakes. You know, I I think I think you know, I I think the problem with the Knicks is that they they kind of went away from the philosophy that made them successful last year, and that was that was really personified in the in the the acquisitions of Kemba Walker and um, uh, what's that other guy kid's name Evan Evan, Evan Fournier. Um, Fournier, right? Yeah. Those, so those guys have really, really struggled in their first year here with the Knicks. And well, rumors are that, that rumors are that Walker and Fournier are coming are, are going to be moved by the trade deadline. Okay, that's that's a step in the right direction because you know what their defense has taken a hit because of them, and they were willing to make that that sacrifice if they showed that they could they could give you a little bit more offense, which they haven't done yeah. really this yeah. season, at least not in a, on a consistent basis. Yeah. So, you know, you have, you have three facets there that are kind of killing the Knicks, you know? Um, but I, I like Obi, Obi Toppin to me is an exciting player to watch. He is. You know? He's an exciting player. He's still he's a little a, bit green around the gills. He needs, he needs more minutes. Finisher. He needs more minutes so that he can start kind of shaking off some of the bad habits that he has, some of the turnovers. He doesn't score too much. He doesn't get himself open enough, but he is a showstopper. He you is know? a great finisher. Um, you know? One thing, though, is that he, like he is in, 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 in positive numbers uh, on points per, per minutes played over Randall uh, by a large margin. Um, oh yeah, Randall is so, in the negative, isn't he? Yeah, he's Whenever like he's, he's floor, like negative thirty two percent. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like insane. some ridiculous number. Yeah, so you know, um, versus when Obi's when Obi's on the floor, it's fifteen percent um, per minutes played uh, mm-hmm. of production. So um, that's a, that's a huge gap. We're talking about a forty five percentage point gap between Randall and Obi while they're on the while yeah. either of them are on the floor, um, and yet we won't sit Randall out for Obi. I don't understand why we we're just not starting them. I, I have yeah, no idea what's yeah. going on. Um, maybe Thibs is is like, well, I'm gonna put you out there until you figure it out, and hopefully something clicks. Because I'm <coughs> sure, I'm sure someone like Randall, who I don't think that he benefits from being benched. He might be the kind of guy that, like, you know, mental health wise, he's not he's not cutting it, and then being he's benched, not a bench player though. He's really not. Yeah. You know, I he's know. He, yeah. He's not the guy, the kind because what what a bench player is supposed to be the kind of guys that give you a spark, you know. Yeah. That, that yeah. when you're in the malaise, you put them in there, and then boom, all of a sudden you you've got a different flow. He's yeah. not that type of guy. We he need the really rolls back. We really need the yeah. rolls back. All right. So anyway, again, Randall report. I'll give him an F. I mean, I just I just his attitude on the court yeah. is terrible. And, uh, you know, again, another game in the single digits. It's just it's inexcusable as the uh, as the marquee de facto leader of the squad. You just can't. Amen. Yeah, man. So I I concur. Any final thoughts on anything? Um, There was something there was something there was something. Um, uh, I, I can't remember. Oh, um. Henrik 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 Lundqvist gets his uh, right. Number, yes. he gets his number know, retired. Lifted. Yeah, and yeah. and that's a that's a great day for the Rangers. You know, um, he was a great goalie when he was here, and uh, you know he deserves the honor. Uh, it's just a shame he never won a a Stanley Cup with us. You know, but 
But it still, is the, is, the right? honor, the honor still is, a great is, is player. huge still when a great it comes player. to retiring numbers. I know that there's and a like, classy um, player. Yeah. And a classy player as well. So good on him for that. Um, other than that, I mean, still no baseball. <laughs> still no baseball. Still no still baseball. No baseball you know? baseball is going to be boring for a while. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, that's um, if they even play, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're still locked out. I, I do believe that there was some positives uh, because they did meet up for the first time in a while. And um, yes, there, yes, was yes. Some, there was some discussion, but you know what? We'll see. When we get some yeah, solid exactly. info, we'll bring it to you guys. There you go. So, yeah, well, that's about it. Well, uh, once again, thank you guys for uh, listening to the Arena Podcast. Um, again, I am Gabe, and that is Walt. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, please like, rate, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and you want to send it over to someone that you can share and talk and discuss with. Uh, please hit that share button right now and uh, drop us a DM. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you want to hear of more, who you want to hear of less. Hopefully, neither of us. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and thank you. And, and you know, stay in the arena. Peace. Peace.